Thanks for tuning in to Rogers Repeats, a program that looks at positive events in history and applies their lessons today in everyday life. This is Brent and Cindy, and we are coming to you from our studio in the Pacific Northwest. Why I decided to do this podcast, that's an interesting question. I was under the weather, I wasn't feeling well, and with everything that was going on in the world with the pandemic and... Um, the protests, I felt like we needed a positive message from history that would help us currently today in our contemporary world. And that's what um, this podcast is about. We will bring you positive events from history that we can learn about today in our contemporary lives. So let's get started. Let's talk uh, for a minute about 1796. That was an interesting year. It was the time of the French Revolution. and John Adams had just been elected president. George Washington had just uh, been given his farewell address. Um, and it was a time of suffering uh, because something called the Red Plague or Speckled Monster, Monster had been ravaging the world for hundreds of years. It was later known as smallpox, and it killed three out of ten people. And it was about that time that an uh, English physician named Edward Jenner noticed that milkmaids exposed to cowpox didn't get infected or had a diminished reaction to the smallpox virus. So what did he do? Uh, Cindy, do you... Um, uh, can you remember what... Um, well, I believe what he did was um, he took some material from an infected blister from the milkmaid and he inserted it into the cut of a local boy and he called that process virilation. Right, right, exactly. It was a discovery, a big discovery, because it was later determined that um, the boy... Uh, never contracted smallpox uh, from this particular procedure. And he published his findings in a uh, publication called The Origin of the Vaccine Inoculation in 1801. So this was the beginning of what they call virulation, which later changed to vaccination. And vaccination uh, was um, an improvement on the process where they were able to use um, smaller amounts of the material uh, to get a better result and it was done using a needle. So let's talk a little bit about how vaccines work. In a nutshell, they basically train the body's defense system to recognize and defeat a disease through an immune response. Uh, done by injecting low-dose, dead, or weakened version of the virus or bacteria into the body. Um, and letting the immune system develop antibodies to protect it against fut future disease. So that's how they work. Um, and there's a whole bunch of them now we can talk about, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that um, for another time, uh, maybe later in the podcast. Now, um, this is a controversial process, um, and um, it's led to a movement called anti-vax, where people don't want to get vaccinated. Have, were you able to do a little bit of um, research on that? 
I did some research on that and um, discovered that there had there was a study done where it tried to link um, the MMR, the measles, mumps, and rubella shot, to uh, autism. There was uh, a, a report about it, and so people got really nervous and scared. They didn't want to um, uh, vaccinate their children against that because they were afraid of autism. Well, it was later um, found false that that study was not accurate. Um, the doctor had made some false uh, claims. Mm -hmm. And so they were not able to link autism to vaccinations. Right. So right. it's the, the reward for getting the vaccinations are a lot better than the risks. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, people um, get, have gone anti-vax because they don't trust the establishment. Uh, that's one thing I think that uh, holds people back. And then they question whether or not it's safe. Is Are these vaccines safe? And then they wonder if it can lead to other, other health issues. And when the medical... Um, when the medical... Um, establishment has mixed signals, then um, that causes people to be a little bit skeptical. Right. You know, and um, anyway, so yeah, uh, one of them was autism. We talked a little bit about that, but you know, there was another study that was done in 2013 and that found that antigens from vaccines were the same between kids. Um, conflicting conclusions made people uneasy and giving the rise to conspiracy theories. So, um, anyway, there's something called the Dunning-Kruger theory. I did a little exam, uh, research on it, on that. Have you ever heard of that before? I believe that's when people, they feel like they know more than they really do. Yeah, that's kind of it. It's basically saying that, um, people, um, have a, difficult time judging their expertise in a subject and they end up starting to believe that they uh, know more than um, uh, uh, experts. So that happens a lot in vaccines. Uh, you can see that all the time with people. Yeah, but vaccines, they, the World Health Organization, they estimate that vaccines prevent two to three million deaths each year. And they feel that um, they could probably prevent another million um, deaths if there was um, more expanded vaccine access. Some um, people in some countries don't have the access that they need to certain vaccinations. Right, right. And we've seen that with other epidemics and pandemics right. throughout history. Um, so the other question I have is, are, uh, are vaccines big business for uh, big pharma companies? Uh, that's another thing that leads people to be a little bit um, skeptical on that. Um, you know, big pharma has a bad reputation um, at ripping people off in this country. And... Um, you know, and so that's another thing that people worry about. Um, you see their commercials. You see the incentives to their salesmen um, 
you know, to sell more and more and more drugs to doctors. And then, of course, these the way that the drug companies have been corporate corporatized um, and how much money they make off these big IPOs and that kind of thing. But um, anyway, um, do you know what percentage of um, of of profits come from vaccines for big pharma? Well, I think when it comes to vaccines, uh, the big pharma, it's only two to three percent profit for vac- vaccines. So it's not very much. Yeah, that's true. Um, based on uh, the information I saw, it, it hardly compares to other drugs that they really make a lot more money on, which treat diseases like Sal- Saladi, which treats hep C. Mm-hmm. And the company that makes that um, has been reported ba- to make $10 billion alone just from that drug. Right. So they're not really, I mean, you think about it, they're there to prevent disease. And um, so, you know, the other ones are there to treat disease. So it's not a, it's not a big uh, moneymaker for um, big pharma companies. But um, anyway, and that brings us kind of to our current climate um we're in a pandemic and you know we have covid-19 which came out in china in 2019 um some people are downplaying the uh, disease um for political games it's been politicized and everything like that um what are some of the challenges that this particular um pandemic has has caused to us as a as a as a world well i believe that you know the virus it's hard to predict um it seems like it's just so contagious mm-hmm. um and then the symptoms they they're different um for different almost like age groups it's like the elderly you know they have really bad respiratory they get real issues a lot of the younger people maybe are just more asymptomatic and then the the young children they had their those one cases where they had like rashes and fevers that so it can the things can be different Uh between different people and there's um um of course they have different types of treatments also now yeah, yeah, and uh, they're learning. It's a, a novel virus, which they're, I think they're trying to understand how it operates and how it affects pe- people. And that's another uh, challenge uh, that uh, people have with this particular, this particular virus. And then, of course, the origins. You know, some people are saying that it came from a wet market in China, crossed over from a bat, um, and others are saying, no, it was cooked cooked up in a lab in China. We may never know where it really started. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be nice to know, um, especially if it was cooked up in a lab. I'm not sure um, where it was uh, started, but uh, maybe in time we'll eventually uh, learn that. But um, the, the, there's companies out now that are racing for a safe vaccine. You know, AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca and Oxford University, there's one from Johnson and Johnson. They're trying to um, come up with a vaccine as soon as possible, obviously one that's, uh, that's safe, uh, that, pe- that will actually prevent the disease. And the question will be is, is it safe? Uh, 
Um, how often will you have to get it? Will this virus mutate, which I think it already has? Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of um, learning a lot about it at this point. We don't have a lot of concrete answers, which leads people to just not trust and, and have this anti-vax mentality. Right. Because I think this with this, it's the doctors are just kind of learning as they go. Uh-huh. And the um they have a lot of they have different um vaccine trials right now in the works for the COVID. So I think they're just they're working very hard to try and find a vaccination because I I believe with this we need one. Yes. And that brings up, you know, personal experiences. Um, you know, I my aunt had polio. And I saw what that virus did to her. Um, it killed a lot of people. And for her, it you know, it put her in an iron lung and she couldn't walk after that. Really changed her whole life. Um, so some of these viruses and diseases are so potent and bad that the, like you said, the, the, the reward is higher than the risk in a lot of experiences. Do you, do you have any... Uh, any personal experiences with uh, vaccines that you can remember? Well, I just remember when, you know, our kids were going through their routines of having their vaccinations. And with our youngest, it was the chickenpox vaccine was a, a new um, vaccination for children. I, I are older two, they didn't have it. And by them not having the chickenpox uh, vaccination, one of them brought home the uh illness and gave it to you when you were in your 30s yes i remember that it was terrible and it was it was terrible i mean um as an adult getting chicken pox it's a lot worse than as a child and then if you have the chicken pox when you get older you're more susceptible to um shingles so Mm -hmm. fortunately i chose to get our youngest son vaccinated against chicken pox so he's never had them, and he won't have to worry about even you know getting the shingles as an older person. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I remember that. I was really, it was very uncomfortable. It was kind of around the time of O.J. Simpson trial. I had to call out of work for a week, and they gave me a medication that was supposed to speed up the recovery, kind of like this remdesivir, which they're talking about uh, with some of the COVID-19 patients. Yeah, that's shown a lot of promise yeah. for uh, helping patients recover quicker. Um, they, you know, they don't have a cure, but I believe they're coming up with treatments that are able to help maybe speed up the recovery. Um, it's still a very, you know, it can be a very deadly illness. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, so, um, yeah, so that's um, some good personal benefits we've had personally um over the years um you know smallpox was a terrible thing i mean it uh had been going on for thousands of years they said that uh, they had evidence that ramsey's corpse had uh you know marks on it so they think he may have had smallpox and um it was just a terrible disease and now through these vaccines They've been pretty much able to eradicate smallpox with the exception of a few, um, uh, you know, uh, labs that might can have it for scientific reasons. 
So that's a positive thing, don't you Rest, think? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And you don't, you you know, you don't really hear about people, you know, coming down with polio anymore. Right. And, um, you know, it's, I think they're important because we did have that measles outbreak like about a year or so ago. Yeah. um, Because of people who weren't getting their children vaccinated for measles, mumps, and rubella. And so Mm -hmm. we had that incident where people were coming down with the measles. And, you know, some of these illnesses can... You know, uh, some people may think they're not that severe, but some people, it can kill them. Right. And so it's, you know, it's better to not have to make someone suffer and, you know, getting these illnesses when they have a vaccination that will protect them. And especially when it's so contagious. Right. You know, it can just be spread through the air or, or you know, just by close contact. Yes. It, it's something that's... Uh, uh, you know, that's very, uh, catchable. So, um, so that, yeah, thank you. That's really good. Yeah. So well, to kind of sum it up, I mean, based on my research, vaccines do far more good than bad. Um, there hasn't been a lot of evidence that I was able to find. I challenge anybody to Google the information and see, uh, any negative effects on that. I, I wasn't able to find very much. So, I think they've done a lot more for humanity than um, any any bad effects. I think people just need to do their research. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And if they do have questions, they need to talk to their doctors, do the research, um, and really think about, it's like, why make, you know, if your um, loved one doesn't have to suffer if they get it, it's like it's a protection. You're protecting them from suffering. Right, right. And if you love them, then that's something that... Right. Uh, you don't you, want to see you, your loved ones suffer. Yeah, you want that. You want them to be healthy. And so, you know, really all one has to do is uh, imagine a world where all these diseases were still present and how dangerous and isolating that would be. Can you imagine that a world like that where we're living around with polio, smallpox, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that would be just a terrible um, type of world. It would. Yeah. So Edward's, Edward Jenner's discovery over 200 years ago has made our current world a better place with many things of the past, which we will talk about next time. So thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you next time for another groundbreaking positive event in history on Rogers Repeat. Be wise and be safe, my friends. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.